Right now, we talk to our good friend John Murray, the executive director of the world-famous Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. My man, John. What's going on, partner? Not much, man. I'm just trying to get all these props ready. I know. Start taking bets on these props tonight here in Nevada. So that's the deal. I was going to ask you about the props. So I can imagine that the work that that goes in, and we talk about it every year at this point in time. Uh, just talk about that process, man, of of how you go about deciding, you know, which props to do and then setting prices on that. I mean, I know you got a full a, a team full of guys, John, but I know for a lot of our listeners, they probably don't even understand how much work this is and, and how do you go about it? it? Making the prices is a big part of the job, but just as much work goes into entering it all into the system, setting everything up, agreeing on the rules for each prop, making the prop packet. Everybody wants a prop packet. Somebody's got to do all that. And then the big job nowadays, now that the Superbook brand is in seven states, is knowing which states allow which prop bets and which ones don't allow which prop bets. That's like a job all in itself, is to make sure that we're not offering any props that we can't offer in the different jurisdictions. Well, talk a little bit about that. So give us an example. I mean, I think a lot of people just think that, Okay, well, hey, uh, a, a, a prop bet is a prop bet, or a line is a line. You know, it doesn't matter. You know what state it is, it's in. So that's probably news to a lot of people that certain no, no. certain states cannot take certain prop bets. Some states won't allow the coin toss. That's uh, right. Yeah. Some states won't allow any prop that they deem to be a negative prop. For example, will the quarterback throw an interception? That'd be a negative. Are you serious? So, really? Yeah, we cannot we cannot take betting on something like that in some of the states. But again, every state's different, and it, it requires a lot of attention to detail. And there's nothing that's more important as a sportsbook operator than being compliant with the gaming regulations where you operate. So it's something that we pay a lot of attention to. So is this like... Uh... You know, the, the team gathers around and people start throwing out ideas because we know that there's a lot of cross sports props too, you know, with the NBA games or that sort of thing. Or now with VGK being here, we've seen a lot of those type of cross sports props. Something happens in a Super Bowl or players yardage greater than total points of, uh, you know, uh, a VGK player, right? So tell, tell us how the think tank works, or is this something now where, okay, you created years ago and you kind of have a model, but then again, I mean, you have different teams still involved in this and that, so I would think that a lot of it is still from scratch, right? Well, there's a template that you use for, the, for both teams' props, player props, that basically you just copy over from year to year. But the cross-sports ones, yeah, different guys propose different props as far as, like, a Super Bowl prop, going to a hockey game, going to a soccer game, going to a golf tournament. People can propose props that they want to use, and we'll say yay or nay to a few of them. And then we're always adding props. Like this year, we're adding a new prop. Uh, will each team convert a fourth down in their own territory? So we have, will the Eagles do that? Will the Chiefs do that from inside their own territory? That's never a prop that we've offered in the past. Or we haven't offered that in the past, I should say. Mm-hmm. So we're always adding new stuff to the menu, changing up the cross-sports ones. The game props, like passing yards by Mahomes and Hurts, those are pretty simple. Those are stuff we just carry over from year to year. Mm -hmm. So we've seen national anthem props. Uh, We've got 
Super Bowl halftime with Rihanna. Is that up on the board? Is that allowed no, here? No, we don't. That's not approved in Nevada. <laughs> okay, we don't have that. That's the kind of thing where, like we just spoke about, yeah. it's got to be approved by the operator of the state that you're in. So we can't. I mean, as far as I know, that's only authorized in uh, offshore areas. Dang, John! I had the set list. I had the I had Rihanna's set list. I was ready to go to the window, man. Yeah. Oh, I know. There's yeah. people that uh, there's people that find that information out. They're at the rehearsal. <laughs> that are, yeah. No, that definitely happens. But we don't. Uh, that's not approved in Nevada. And that's just fine with us. Yeah, exactly. John Murray joins us from the uh, Westgate at the uh, Superbook. We're. Uh, what about kicker missing uh, extra points again? Uh, or you got? How about a kicker missing four extra points? I don't think that one will be on the board, will it? Oh, that's right. Yeah, Sorry, thought, Dallas uh, isn't in there this year. That's right. Darn it. We never thought about that one uh, <laughs> until the wild until the wild card round this season. That was never in a consideration. But yeah, you've got a uh, missed extra points. Will there be a two point conversion? Will there be a okay. successful two point conversion? Sure. Those are really popular. <laughs> those, yeah. those props have gained a lot of popularity in the last few years. As teams go for two a lot more than they used mm-hmm. to, and obviously we've got more missed extra points now in this era where they've moved the extra point attempt mm-hmm. back. So uh, those are very popular props. We'll take a lot of money on those. What are the total number of props that you're going to have on the board? It's north of 400. Uh, I think it's somewhere in the area area of like 400 to 425. Wow. And the prop wagering will account for more than 50% of our handle on this game. Right. So we have like so when the when our bosses Jay Cornegay and myself, the people that we report to, they ask us who should we root for. The real answer is root for a game to be very boring. Right. right. Because that's really what we need more than anything. We'll take a lot of money on Philadelphia. We'll take a lot of money on Kansas City. And we'll probably need the game to go under just because the public likes to bet the over. Mm. But the main thing is we just want a boring game. We did great on the props when the Patriots beat the Rams 13-3. to Oh, yeah. And yeah. last time the Eagles were in the Super Bowl, we got crushed on props. You'll remember that game against the uh, against the Patriots. Patri- yeah, it was like 40, th- yeah, 42 to 30, 42, yeah, 42, 23, tons of scoring and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like a thousand yards of total offense. I think eight different guys scored a touchdown. Yeah. It was it was terrible for us. So when you look at all of these props here, I mean, are there props that go unbet at all? And do you guys look at that and say? You know, because obviously there's certain ones that are, are going to command a lot of stuff. But when you have 400, you would think like there's no way in the world we're going to get action on every prop. What what's the percentage of that? I think we do. I don't, I don't recall any of them getting zero tickets. Uh, wow. No, somebody will bet every prop we have on the board because <laughs> you know, we've got people that will come up to the window with this prop packet in their hands and they'll bet five to ten dollars on a hundred props. That's not uncommon. <laughs> So, yeah, there's no doubt that every one of these props will get at least one ticket on it. Listen, John, I don't want to be behind that guy, all right? That guy's going to be in line for an hour. He's going to be in line for 45 minutes. I, oh, I, I can't do that. You better. Well, you know, we'll, <laughs> here at the Westgate, we'll have, a, we'll have a separate window set up for mobile account signups, and we're, we're running our Bet 100, Get 100 promotion for new accounts. Sign up, deposit 100 bucks, bet 100 bucks. We give you 100 bucks. Hmm. But forget about the 100 bucks. You don't have to wait in line all weekend. Right. You know, I would always encourage everyone to get a phone account, but mm. especially the Super Bowl weekend, especially March Madness weekend. 
why would you choose to wait in line all weekend if you don't have to? Right. No uh, get, a, get a mobile account, deposit at the window, and you can bet as many props as you want from the comfort of your room, mm-hmm. the restaurant, the bar, wherever you are. That's it. You know, bet wherever you're watching the game, man. Don't have to, to deal with the, the, the crazy lines, the parking, and all that other kind of stuff. No question about it. The uh, So what about Gatorade? we got a Gatorade color prop, John. We've seen those no, before. No, no, no. no? That's, that's, a, that's no good? Offshore. That's an offshore thing, too. Nunchuck's coming up with all these ones. Nunchuck, you're out of action. You cannot bet in Las Vegas. Sorry. That's it. You're out. I mean, Gatorade. I mean, come on. I mean, who wants to bet on that? What are you going to bet, Nunchuck? Yellow? Orange? What? Red all day. Red all day? Because well, with KC, is that you thinking? Yeah. But I've seen the Gatorade with a lot of these teams. They're not the team color, believe it or not. No, I know. They're not. Yeah. But red's the tastiest. How about mayonnaise? I, I want to see that, John. Is that, uh, mayonnaise. Yeah, we, we've seen a lot okay. of that, right? Yeah, the old mayo bowl. And then what was the story just the other day? Somebody was going to get something poured on their head, and it was something like mayonnaise. Anyway. Well, the, the Duke's Mayo Bowl, they pour mayonnaise right. on the winning, the winning head coach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't, but, but there, there'll be no wagering on that. It's, <laughs> is there going to be mayonnaise poured on the guy or not? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, not that. Exactly. All right, man. So let's talk a little bit about uh, last weekend, the AFC and NFC Championship games, both favorites cover and the unders cover. Really sad, you know, watching that 49er Eagle game just because you feel it's not a true representation of the 49ers. And then when you, you know, have the injuries to quarterback and then you throw Purdy back in there and say, Oh, and by the way, we're not going to allow you to, to throw another pass. I mean, from a, from a watching standpoint, that game was atrocious, but from a betting standpoint and everything, how'd the weekend turn out for you? Pretty good. I mean, we did pretty well in the first game because we had a very favorable position on the Eagles in the future book and this uh, NFC future book. Mm-hmm. And then on the second game, public was definitely on the Bengals. We won some money on AFC futures as well with the Chiefs. So we were happy with it. I think the only the only disappointing thing about last Sunday was, once again, and I know this sounds ridiculous because they're in the Super Bowl and they were the one seed, but once again, we, we never really get to find out just how good the Philadelphia Eagles are. You know, they... They, they played the Giants in, the, in their first playoff game, and they deserved that because they had a bye and they were the one seed, so they got a weak opponent. They earned that. And then in the second game, we're going to finally find out how good the Eagles are. They're playing the 49ers. These are the two best teams in the NFC. And, okay, the Niners don't have a quarterback that can throw a forward pass. Hmm. So, yet again, we, just, we, aren't, we haven't really seen just how good Philadelphia really is. I'm with you with that. And experience has got to count for something too, right, John? I mean, third Super Bowl in the last four years for the Kansas City Chiefs, and you got guys like Mahomes and Kelsey. They've been here. Several guys have been here before. And, yeah, the Eagles, It's it's been, what, now what, five years since they've been. And, okay, I get that, but I'm with you. It's like we go back to – the Giants game. Okay, first of all, the Eagles get a bye in the opening round. Then they get the Giants, a team that they beat down twice before, so they beat them handily. So you beat this team three times in a row, and they're a division opponent, and you got nothing. Then you get the Niners, you know, who you're facing a quarterbackless team, and that's true. They were quarterbackless. So how you know prepared can they truly be for an experienced Kansas City Chiefs team? I think that's got to go into part of the handicapping, right? I, I just don't know. Like, what what is the Eagles' best win this season? 
the I, the Dallas Cowboys, it, right? With, I mean, I mean, that uh, was without without Dak Prescott, right? Right. Even, even that game was with Cooper Rush, a quarterback, and then right. the second time they played one another, a game that Dallas did or that Dallas beat them, but there was no Jalen Hurts in that game. Like when when have the Eagles play, at at full strength played another top team at full strength? Yeah. Somehow they managed to go through the entire season all the way to the Super Bowl without one time playing a game at full strength against a top opponent at full strength. It's a very unique situation. I'm pretty sure the Eagles are very good. I'm pretty sure they're one of the best teams in the NFL. But they just haven't had to do anything really all year. I, I just can't recall a similar situation to this ever going into a Super Bowl. I agree with you. It is very, very strange. And again, uh, the Eagles still getting a lot of love, I would imagine, getting bet mm-hmm. very, very heavily because, as we've talked about so many times, people remember the last thing they saw. And they look at that final score of the Niners game and, it, again, maybe just oblivious to the Niners, you know, playing without a quarterback. And then they lose their cool and the 10 defensive penalties. I mean, all that nonsense, you know. But yeah, that's what they remember. And then they look at, you know, Kansas City. It's like, oh, it's Patrick Mahomes, you know, limping around. And you know, basically, they were life and death to uh, to beat the Bengals. So yeah, I could see a lot of people making a case, and I've heard it already for betting the Eagles. But I'm not sure which way I'm going to go. But I'm definitely leaning the Chiefs for all the reasons that we're talking about. Well, we got to see the injury report for Kansas City. You know, by the end of that game on Sunday, they barely we didn't really talk about that game. Kansas City very lucky to win that game. Yeah. I thought. I mean, by the end of the game, Mahomes Mahomes is not 100 percent himself. Kelsey's not 100 percent. All their receivers are out of the game. They're 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 missing guys out of their secondary. I mean, they were a, a fraction of the normal Kansas City Chiefs team. They escaped the game. Unfortunate penalty there at the end. Obviously, it was a penalty. Just a, a bad decision by the linebacker there, hitting the guy out of bounds, hitting Mahomes out of bounds. Kansas City was very lucky to win that game. And I think people are going to remember that. And I think that's why we're seeing almost two thirds of the bets here on the Eagles. And I think a lot of that is because the Chiefs were, again, I think very fortunate to win on Sunday. And the Eagles have just won their two postseason games so easily. They haven't even been tested in either of their games. I can see why the public is on Philadelphia. We've seen the total open, what, 49, gets bet up to 49 and a half, 50, 50 and a half right now. So like you said, people love to bet overs here. But, John, the last six games, all right, the two games last week and the four back in the divisional round were all unders. We got a six-in-a-row under slot here, and we could probably make a pretty good case for this thing going under again. What are you seeing at the window? Really sharp money on the over. I mean, mm-hmm. I know the, the public is on the over. The public is going to be on the over in a game like this. They always are. But we had very respected play over 50 yesterday, over 50-and-a-half today. Got us up to 51 on the total. So we're seeing some of our most respected bettors are actually playing this game over, which that is a little surprising. Let's talk about the early action. When you guys put this up on Sunday night, and we talked about it on Monday, that it was just a flood of money coming in on the Eagles. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here, but what Kansas City opened, what, a two, two two-and-a-half point favorite. And then within minutes, it was Philly money, Philly money, and the line goes down to – to one and a half, it goes down to a pick and then all of a sudden now it's Philly one, one and a half, two, two and a half, right? So talk a little bit what that action was like when you guys initially posted the Super Bowl line last Sunday night. 
Well, we, we actually opened the game at Pickham. Okay. Uh, and to tell you the truth, most of the bets came in. I mean, we were, we were one of the first play. I think we might have been the first place in Nevada to open the game. So I think by the by the time most books posted it, it was two and a half. Yeah, that's yeah. what I first saw. But you're so, right. You're right. You guys did post it at Pickham. So I stand corrected. We opened, yeah. Yeah. We opened it at Pick. And yeah. actually, right away, most of the money we saw was on Kansas City, including we had a guy bet Kansas City Pickham for 20K right as we opened the game. Uh, but the market started to move towards Philadelphia. And we just went with the market on the game. By the time I left here on Sunday night, we were up to two and a half. And most of the money was coming in on Philadelphia. Early this week, we saw money come in on Kansas City. We saw the market come down a little bit. And we've just been kind of getting in line with the rest of the markets right now. We're, we're in a position where we do well on both teams in the futures book. I guess if you said, what do we need right now? I'd have to say Kansas City because like two-thirds of the bets are on Philadelphia. But we've got a great futures position on Philadelphia. And I know there's going to be so many bets on both sides as we get closer to next Sunday. So it's just really too early to say what we need other than we want the game to be boring and dull and nothing to happen. All right. Uh, what are your expectations when you look at the continued betting action where you think this game might end up you know, line-wise and then the over-total handle? Because we've seen the handle just every year. It eclipses more and more and more, right? I mean, record-setting. But just talk a little bit about from those two, those two aspects here, what you expect to see here in the uh, the next week. I certainly expect it to break all the handle records. I mean, it, it usually does. And this is a good matchup. These are... Kansas City is a team. Now they've got a national following because they've been in the Super Bowl three times in the last four years. And Philadelphia's got a great fan base. Uh, there's going to be tons of action on both sides in this game. I think, if anything, the line will get closer to pick them, our opening number that we initially posted. But it's all going to depend on what the injury reports sound like next week for Kansas City. Kansas City was so banged up at the end of that game. It's going to end up, it's going to really depend on. How are the injury reports coming out on Mahomes? How is it coming out on Travis Kelsey? What are they saying about the health of the Chiefs receivers? That'll determine where this number goes. I think if the injury reports are good for Mahomes, you'll see this thing get back towards a pick. How do you feel about the off week? Uh, it's good for business, I think. I mean, it allows us to uh, it allows us to build up a little hype around the game. It's kind of boring, but I don't really have a problem with it. <laughs> I know it's just it's one of those things that you know okay we're so accustomed to even you go back to the preseason but you know the 18 weeks of regular season and then the playoffs it's like you got action week 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 and then all of a sudden boom and I, and I get it granted that we're used to this every time of year but it just seems like it does come to a complete halt and I get why they do it. They want to create, uh, you know, the hype. And okay, they want to use the excuse. You know, I think it's an excuse about having these teams, you know, as healthy as can be and all that sort of thing. But yeah, it just does kind of, you know, take this pause. And then it seems that every Super Bowl starts off very, very slow. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it, I don't know. I just, I, I'm not a fan. I wish we were playing this week. You know, again, that's what we're used to. And that's where accustomed to. That's what our DNA says. Play ball every, every freaking Sunday. 
So you you just want to get it over with? Is that what you're saying? You just want to <laughs> you just want to wrap this thing up? I can't. I no, can't get no, it's not even a one. It's not. I don't. It's just that it's like you 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 just have this uh, energy in your system, and you got your routine, and they're messing up my routine because we know I don't want to watch any of the Pro Bowl. I don't want to do that. So now I got to go basically to like my my uh, middle or end of February mode where, okay, it's college basketball on Saturday and Sunday, you know, and, and gearing up towards March and everything, you know? So yeah, they're just, they're, yeah. they, they're, they're messing with uh, uh, my routine, man. I get it. I get it. But I mean, I'm used to it. I think, I think yeah, it helps to are. build up a little bit. Of, yeah. it, it helps to build up some hype for us. Uh, I mean, we're already, I mean, for honestly, from our perspective, it's a good thing. Because it pretty much takes us the whole week to get all the props ready. Sure, yeah. So now, if, like, now we'll have a whole ten days of full prop menu to bet on. And if we didn't have this bye week, we either have to force out the props the first day or two, or we would have to only have maybe three three days tops to bet on them. Hmm. So from a business perspective, we are happy with the bye week. All right, there it is. All right, uh, from the game uh, perspective, John, give me a key matchup that you think is going to be key to, to this game. Well, there's no doubt that it's uh, – can can Kansas City block Philadelphia? Yeah. You know, it, it sounds like I'm being critical of Philadelphia when I say that they, they played a team that couldn't throw a forward pass. Well, that's because they knocked both of the 49ers quarterbacks out of the game. So you've got to give some credit to the Eagles for that. All I'm saying is we didn't learn anything about the Eagles because they were playing against a team with a quarterback that had a torn UCL and literally couldn't throw the football. We didn't really learn anything about their team, but I give them credit for knocking the quarterbacks out of the game. Mahomes is obviously not as mobile as he normally is. If if they can't block for Mahomes, it could be a long day for the Chiefs. That's how Kansas City lost Super Bowl two years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, Mahomes didn't have a second to make up his mind they couldn't block Tampa Bay at all. That's why the Buccaneers won that Super Bowl. If the Chiefs can't block the Eagles on Sun next Sunday, it's going to be the same thing. Yeah, I'm with you with that. And I think that, and I understand your, your point, but I, I think that by saying that the Eagles knocked their quarterbacks out of the game, I mean, that was the result. But let's let's be honest. I mean, that Brock Purdy thing was a a freak injury. And you even hear the 49ers yeah. and, and Kyle Shanahan and their doctor say it was a freak thing. I mean, it's like to, to get hit on the elbow. Sure. He was under pressure there, but it's, it's not like, you know, you know, like with a concussion with, uh, um, with, uh, the, be- the four string guy, right. Uh, <laughs> that seemed like that was just, okay. His head hit the ground or whatever. That wasn't a violent hit at all. And that guy is just, was kind of ill prepared to, to play the game as well too. So it just kind of well, weird. I don't think it, once Purdy got knocked out of the game, the game was basically over. It was I exactly mean, right. Jo- right. Josh Johnson, no disrespect, but he he's their fourth quarterback option for a reason. And the Eagles are the Eagles had a very easy path to the Super Bowl. So that's just, and and now they're playing against Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. So I do think if Mahomes is fully healthy I, I, I lean towards the Chiefs here, but we'll, I mean, we'll see. We got to see what's going on there. Yep, absolutely. All right, he is John Murray. He is the executive director at the Superbook there at the Westgate Las Vegas. John, we'll let you uh, get back to work. We'll look forward to getting that uh, big old binder. How many? How many pages are we gonna? Uh, you need some thick staples uh, no, there. Thick staples. I got a pack in my hand. It's like uh, twenty. <laughs> no, not twenty. Thirty some pages. Here. Thirty some front and back too, right? 
front and back. Uh, the last few pages are more like advice to you as you're looking to bet and a, a spot for you to take notes. But it's a solid 30 pages of props. I mean, who gets the job of, of, of stapling those things together? I mean, you need like a, a, a hammer and nail, don't you? I mean, forget the stapler. Well, you, know they, you know, they make printers now that do the stapling for you. Oh, wow. Look at the look at the look at this high, look at this high end uh, you know, bougie bougie offices oh, yeah. back there at the Westgate. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. John Murray Deslezo's 2023, and printers now have staplers. I learned something today. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's awesome, man. There it is. All right, brother. We'll let you go. We'll look forward to, to seeing uh, you and Jay tomorrow uh, as we're out there uh, having a good time and can hardly wait to get that big old pack. I have to bring a suitcase to put to to put that thing in. Jeez. I- We'll have one for you already tomorrow. That's my man. All right, John. Thanks, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. There it is. John Murray over at the Westgate.